G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as the principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. Our series is entitled, The Son of God, Understanding the Gospel of John, Part 2. A verse-by-verse audio commentary, part of the larger Understanding the Bible series. We are in the midst of Christ's passion, and he's just been handed over by the Jewish council known also as the Sanhedrin, and now he's with the Roman procurator. The Sanhedrin, as was pre-planned, condemned Jesus for blasphemy because they said that he said he's the Son of God. What he said is, I am the Messiah, and he only said it to answer a question that was unethically asked of him by the high priest. Now they send him to the Romans so the Romans could execute him, and they had to find a reason to make him to be executed. They found it with the issue of sedition, basically rebellion against Roman rule. Now anyone that knows anything about the ministry of Jesus could say that nothing was further from the truth. Jesus never said anything about the Roman occupation, He preached a gospel that was about a heavenly kingdom. And there really was virtually no intersection between the heavenly kingdom and the earthly kingdom of Rome. When they tried to paint him in a corner, that is his opponents, and says, should we pay tax to Caesar or not? Thinking they trapped him, Jesus, as always, gave a brilliant and pithy response. Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. So, he was no rebel against Rome. Now, he wasn't particularly a fan either, but basically he never talked about Rome. He was, in that sense, apolitical. And this is something that leaders can learn a lot about, being somebody who stays above the fray. Our lesson today is called Audience Before Pilate. It's based on John chapter 18, verses 29 to 40. And here Jesus does have a few words to speak before Pontius Pilate, who is asked, Why are you here? Why did your leaders hand you over to me? And are you a king, and do you have a kingdom? To these Jesus answered, here in John 18, and I'm going to read to you verses 36 and 37. Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight 
that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. What an amazing statement from a very amazing person. A person who has changed the course of history, who has impacted literally billions of lives. His date of birth, approximately, I have to say, is the centerpiece of our time system. Because as we're in the 21st century, we're talking about 21 centuries since the coming of this great man, Jesus of Nazareth. But one little salient point I want to make here. He says that everyone that is of the truth hears his voice. This is part of the great inheritance of believers slash disciples of Jesus. We no longer just know about Jesus. We know Jesus. We walk with him. We talk with him. He is the great shepherd. We recognize his voice. And we don't listen to any other shepherd, false shepherd, hireling, mercenary, whatever. We hear the voice of the false shepherds. We get out of there. When we hear the voice of the shepherd, we draw nigh. It is of the utmost importance that we make it a goal to allow Jesus of Nazareth to be Savior and Lord of our lives because we are accepting the gospel truth. Therefore, truth lives in us. And everyone that is of the truth is entitled and able to hear his voice. Let's now look at the entire portion of John chapter 18, verses 29 to 40. Our lesson is called Audience Before Pilate. Again, the reference, John 18, verses 29 to 40. Let's listen to the word of the Lord. And remember, this is Jesus standing before Pontius Pilate. Verse 29, Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? They answered and said unto him, If you were not a malefactor, we would have not delivered him up unto thee. Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying what death he should die. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again, and called Jesus, and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth 
heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. But ye have a custom, that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will ye therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried they all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Our reading is from John chapter 18, verses 29 to 40. And our lesson is called Audience Before Pilate. Friends, stay with me as we walk with Jesus through this terrible indignity which was endured for our sake. We call it the Passion of Christ, leading up to his condemnation and his execution and his burial. But praise God, there'll be a resurrection and an ascension and a second coming too. Remember that the night is darkest just before the day dawns. So, what is the problem? John 18, verse 29. Jesus was arrested late the previous evening at the Garden of Gethsemane in the Kidron Valley at the foot of the Mount of Olives. He was taken to the high priest's palace to be condemned by the Jewish religious council called the Sanhedrin. His offense was admitting he was the Messiah, which, by implication, also means he is the Son of God. If you want more information on this, look at First Chronicles 17, when God makes a covenant with David. First Chronicles 17. And basically, God says to David, I'm going to give you a son who will sit on your throne. He will sit on your throne forever, and your son will also be my son. That's why Messiah is considered by the twin identity of Son of David, Son of God. So, by calling himself the Messiah, it was the implication that he's the Son of God. And the Sanhedrin said, this is blasphemy, because Jesus, a mere mortal, in their eyes only, made himself to be God. If they could, they would have executed Christ on the spot. But they had no such right under the Roman occupation. So their recourse was to send Jesus early in the morning to the judgment hall, where he would personally meet with the Roman procurator, Pontius Pilate. When his turn came, Pilate came out to them and asked the question, What accusation do you have against this man? Well, it's a fair question, but it's interesting the kind of answer that they gave. What kind of answer was it? Well, basically, trust us. That was the answer. Now, I find that answer to be very manipulative. I don't like people saying, trust me, when they're trying to cover over the facts, because they know the facts might actually cancel out their cause. And that's exactly what we have here. In John 18.30, Pilate asked a very fair question. What wrong did this man do? What did the crowd answer in response? If he were not an evildoer, a criminal, we would not have delivered him to you. In essence, they were saying to the Roman governor, trust us to decide who among our people 
is bad and good. This response is simply not enough, totally unacceptable. You cannot punish, let alone execute someone, because the other party doesn't like them. They have to have committed a provable capital crime. Why were Jewish leaders hesitant to tell the real reason? The reason of they were jealous, they were threatened, they were insecure, they were shown up by the eloquence and the erudition of this man from Galilee. He had a following that made them even more envious. They couldn't tell the real reason. It would be an embarrassment. In fact, they might even get punished for it, for stirring so much trouble and being so unjust. Why were they hesitant to tell the real reason? Perhaps it had to do with their own law and theology, something that would have been of no interest to the Roman authorities. It probably wasn't even of interest to many of their own people either. So then we have what is called passing the buck. In John 18.31, Pontius Pilate may have sensed this was the real issue and then told them to take Christ and judge him according to their law. Well, actually, they've already done that. Hence, they said, it's not lawful for us to put anyone to death. That's really your job, Pilate. And therefore, something rather remarkable happened. One of the sayings of Jesus had its fulfillment in this declaration. It is not lawful for them to put anyone to death, so the only one it was lawful to put to death was by the hand of Rome. And Rome had its own macabre and hideous form of execution called crucifixion. By saying it was not lawful for them to put anyone to death, a prediction fulfilled, because if the Jews were able to execute, they may have chosen the practice of stoning. Since they were not allowed to execute, especially with someone with the public profile that Jesus had, that responsibility of execution was handed over to the Roman authorities. As I said, their method of execution was probably more horrific than stoning, and stoning is horrible. Crucifixion took longer, even days in some cases, was more painful and more humiliating even than stoning. But there's something else here. Crucifixion was considered the cursed method of execution. And it is, in a sense, alluded to in Deuteronomy chapter 21, verses 22 to 23. Because in Deuteronomy 21, it says, Cursed is the person who hangs on a tree. What we learn is Jesus took the curse of the cross to redeem us from the curse of the law. That's Galatians 3. 13. And in John 3:14 he says if I be lifted up. This is an amazing reference to the crucifixion. Jesus knew he would die the Roman way, that's crucifixion, not the Jewish way of stoning. And then Pilate very uh, provocatively in John 18:33 he enters into the judgment hall again. He summons Jesus and asks him if he is the king of the Jews. Now, to say king of the Jews is a synonym with the anointed one, the son of David, who will rule from David's throne in David's city 
which is, of course, Jerusalem, more particularly from Mount Zion. What angle? John eighteen thirty four. Jesus responds to Pilate's question with a question. Are you asking this question of yourself, or did others tell you of me? Pilate then makes a rather funny response in verse 35. Sarcastically, he asks Jesus, Am I a Jew? No, of course the Roman procurator was not a Jew. He said that Jesus' own religious leaders wanted him dead. What did he do to deserve this sentiment? Well, I'll tell you what he did. He healed the sick, cast out devils, raised the dead, preached the gospel to the poor, raised up disciples. Which of these is a capital offense? And of course the answer is none of them. Verse 36, not of this world. In possibly his most lengthy statement to the Roman procurator, Jesus declares his kingdom is not of this world. If it were, then his servants would have fought and prevailed to prevent Jesus' capture by the Jewish authorities. But the fact is, Jesus' kingdom is not of this world. So in verse 37, Pilate asks point-blank if Jesus is a king. Jesus responds that it is exactly as you have said. Pilate, I was born and came into the world to bear witness of the truth. And there is that phrase at the end of verse 37. Everyone that is of the truth hears my voice. Every born-again follower of Jesus Christ has been given spiritual antennas to receive the truth of God, to hear his voice. And friends, when you hear God, and especially when God is giving you a command, do it. Pilate then asks, like some Greek philosopher and truth seekers asked throughout the centuries, what is truth? Little did Pilate know that he was looking at truth eyeball to eyeball. Pilate then tells the Jewish leadership, I find no fault in this man at all. This was not the answer they wanted to hear. So when confronted by truth and justice, something you eagerly want to overturn, what do you do? Be difficult and throw a tantrum. Apparently, it can work. So then, John 18.39, Pilate asks the question, Who should I release? He's referring to the Jewish custom of releasing a Jewish prisoner during the time of Passover. They're basically given a pardon. Pilate then asks if they would like him to release to them the king of the Jews. Pilate should have known better. This was definitely what we call the proverbial red rag to a bull. And then, in our last verse for this lesson, John 18.40, the Jewish crowd cried out, Don't release to us this man, our king. We're trying to get rid of him. Give us Barabbas. Do you understand the perversity here? This mob, who are meant to be pious followers of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, said they would prefer a seditionist, robber, and murderer instead of the Holy Son of God. Now, our lesson is called Audience Before Pilate, and our lesson for life is this. Though we may be denied justice before people, we are assured perfect justice from God.
for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.